This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Larder Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new, used, or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. Do you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric carts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com. One man and only one man can solve. The world is in turmoil. Frenzied diplomats turn to their computers and come up with the one individual on earth who can snatch victory from defeat. Flint! Flint! And here he is, the total man. Our man, Flint. James Coburn. Don't let that sleepy look fool you girls. Our man Flint can handle everything. Lives it up like mad. Private barber, personal valet. He fences for breakfast. Karate's for lunch. Dances for dinner. Kisses anytime. Visits the most sensational places. And knows just the right thing to do for unexpected company like boss Lee J. Cobb. Lower your hand slowly and smile. What? If he senses hostility towards me, he'll rip you apart now. And when our man Flint discovers a spy like gorgeous Gila Golan close to home, his superb training and instant reflexes take over. You won't believe me yet. <laughs> you try me. And this is Dr. Schneider. Schneider, the man behind it all. His plot is diabolical, but irresistible. My sole purpose in life is to bring pleasure to my companions. Mention pleasure, and Flint is right on the job. This can change 65 weapons, you know. This has 82 different functions. 83 if you wish to light a cigar. He's as much at home in the Casbah as he is in the boudoir. Or anywhere else, for that matter. The surprises keep building. The women get wilder. Whatever happens, Flint can handle it. Yes, sir? A slight emergency? There's only one man to cope with it. Find Derek Flint! 
Yes, James Coburn is back as Derek Flint, the master of the kiss, the karate, and the kill. And you're back in action with him, from Moscow to the Caribbean. Back in danger with him. Back in fun with him. You're in like Flint. With Lee J. Cobb and Gene Hale, the fabulous face that launched a thousand intrigues. If there's a story with more burning excitement, more glamorous intrigue, it hasn't been filmed yet. In Like Flint. Hi, this is Jay Leno, and you're listening to my favorite, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I'm your show host, Robert. Welcome to the show this evening. Hey, run to your computer and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Okay, please visit our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and check out our podcast. If you missed any of our past shows, you can go there and check out and listen to all our past podcasts. Okay, like us on Facebook. we got a Facebook page, okay? And let's see, what else we got? We got, uh, oh, yeah, hey, we, got, uh, our, we still have a few T-shirts left, so go to our Stuffs page. And uh, go ahead and place an order for our official Nostalgic Radio and Cars t-shirt with the stunning and amazing 57 Thunderbird Gas Runner. As a matter of fact, behind me in the studio, I have a banner that also displays our 57 Thunderbird Gasser. So, anyway, hey, uh, Billy, how you doing tonight? Billy's on the phone. There we go. <laughs> anyway, hey, you know what? Uh, there is a lot of stuff going on this week. Matter of fact... Tomorrow, I believe, is uh, St. Valentine's Day. So uh, for all you lady listeners out there, we got a little song for you guys coming up in a second or two. But uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. Wow, do we have a busy, 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 busy week coming up. I mean, this is amazing. Here, this weekend, starting tomorrow, tomorrow or Friday beep, for sure. Beep, beep. beep. Okay, <laughs> Roadrunner, Roadrunner. Hey, find a theme song to the old TV cartoon, Roadrunner, Roadrunner. See if you can find that, Billy. Uh, the old Warner Brothers cartoon. You can play that in the background. But anyway, uh, Webster is this weekend. It's their three-day extravaganza, okay? That starts Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Sumter County, okay? So they normally have their swap meets once a week, once a week, once a month up there in uh, Sumter County in Webster, okay? And it's the first Sunday of every month. But in February, what they do is they have a three-day deal. Well, it's kind of cool because you've got the three-day Webster thing coming up, okay? If you're on a highway, you're going to go The Roadrunner Show. Meep, meep. There we go. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, next weekend we have the Zephyr Hills Fall Fest. 
Okay, so that's uh, in Zephyr Hills. That's a three-day or four-day event. Actually, that starts on the 21st through the 24th. So that's our friends uh, over there at Zephyr Hills. So they're going to have a swap meet. They're going to have a car show. They have the car corral. So if you're uh, parts junkies, car junkies like me, you definitely don't want to miss that one as well. And let's see. There's another big swap meet coming up here next month. Well, we'll get into that. Also next weekend is the Target 66. That's put on by our good friend Brian Redman, world-famous racing driver. And that takes place down at the Palm Beach International Raceway. That's the 22nd through the 24th. That's actually a lot of fun. So if you really want to see some really cool vintage cars, some little Porsches, some little Jags, Ferraris, just, you know, little cars, small bore stuff, and the Heelys and MGAs, Spitfires, Lotuses, a lot of really cool stuff shows up there. Okay, that's a real neat event. Also next weekend in West Palm Beach is the Boca Concourse. Okay, that's the 22nd through the 24th. And if you really want to see some very, very amazing cars, you definitely want to check out the Boca Concourse. Now, I've never been there before. Um, this is my first time, so this ought to be real interesting. But I, I, I can, I'm assured there there will be some very, very impressive cars. If it's anything like Amelia Island or Pebble Beach or St. John's up at uh, Detroit, it's going to be pretty impressive. Some amazing cars, and the best part about it, it takes place on a historic site. It takes place at the Mar Largo. Okay, so just that in itself is kind of cool. Don't forget, Sunday the 24th is the Daytona 500 for all you NASCAR friends out there. And, of course, the big event coming up here in a couple, two, three weeks is the Amelia Island Concourse, March 7th through the 10th in uh, just north of Jacksonville. And I'm going to see if I can say this right, Ferdinina Beach. That is just an amazing event. So that's a three, four-day event, actually. So it starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You've got the Gooding Auction going on up there. You've got the RM Auction going on up there. Saturday, they're having a Cars and Coffee, which is put on by the DuPont Registry So and sponsored by Heacock Insurance, another one of our friends and sponsors on this radio show. So if you guys are familiar with the Saturday morning, every third Saturday of the month, uh, Cars and Coffee they have down at the DuPont Registry here in St. Petersburg or Clearwater, actually off Almerton Road, it's going to be a similar venue. So this should be a lot of fun. This is the first time they're doing that. Also going on the same day, March 7th, uh, over at the Omni Plantation is the Festivals of Speed. So that should be pretty exciting too. So they're going to have some uh, really interesting cars. Now keep in mind, this is the 40 or 50th year for, see, Lamborghini celebrating, Porsche celebrating, Ford GT celebrating. Uh, There's just going to be some amazing cars all over the place. So if you're really, really, really into vintage European sports cars, these are definitely the events that you want to participate. Billy, you got that turntable rolling? Let's go ahead and roll that first song. This song goes out to my wife because she is definitely a lady. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. She's all you'd ever want She's the kind I'd like to flaunt And take to dinner But she always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady Cha-Cha Mo Bounty, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I never would abuse her, but she's got 
Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey, this is Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship, par 72, plus another 9-hole executive, par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. Hi, I'm Corky Coker, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Hey, we're back, and you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, hey, I want to say a big shout-out to my friends up there in Jacksonville this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, Byron and a couple of his friends got together and put together a uh, little Porsche swap meet. So that was kind of cool. I was up there for that. That was all day Saturday. So uh, it was kind of cool. We had some old vintage race cars that showed up there on the back of a trailer, some 914 stuff and 356 stuff and 911 stuff and Boxster stuff and anything and everything you can imagine for uh, old vintage Porsches. So that uh, that was kind of a lot of fun. So, um Hey, I want to say thanks, and we're going to do that again. In fact, uh, next time, I will mention it a little bit early on the radio. It was a little bit of a short notice, so I uh, wasn't sure what to expect because they hadn't done one up there in a while. They used to be done at, um, they used to take place at uh, Brumos, and uh, Brumos used to, uh, you know, uh, allow us to use their parking lot. We'd have like a small little mini car show slash uh, Porsche swap meet for all us Porsche junkies up there, so that was a lot of fun. Anyway, um, we're going to go to a commercial here in a second, and then we're going to get our guest on the line. And we've got a very interesting gentleman coming on. We're, Actually, we're, doing, on a, we're doing a song, I thought. No, not yet. Well, yeah, you could. We, we, we already did commercials. That's what Artie said. We already played commercials. You ain't paying attention, he says. I'm not paying attention? Artie, am I not paying attention? <laughs> All right, well, go ahead and start that song, and then let's go ahead and get our guest on the line. This is Sterling Moss, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hi, this is Bob Varsha with Speed. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
Ed Justice Jr., President and CEO of Justice Brothers Incorporated. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is Ed Pink, legendary engine builder. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I want you to remember that no bastard ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. This is Patton, a salute to a rebel, a man whom the New York Times described in an editorial two days after his death as a legend, spectacular, swaggering, pistol-packing, deeply religious and violently profane, a strange combination of fire and ice. I thought I would stand up here and let you people see if I am as big a as some of you think I am. <laughs> My plan, I'd be there by now. I'd cut off the retreat of every damn German on this island. Are you telling me that I've got to slug it out over those mountains with heavy resistance just so you can make a bigger splash than Monty? About 15 minutes, we're going to start turning these boys into fanatics. They'll lose their fear of the Germans. And I hope to God they never lose their fear of me. Commence firing. Bastard, I read your book! God help me, I do love it so. I love it more than my life. There he goes, old blood and guts. Yeah, our blood. His guts. You got four hours to break through that beachhead down there. If you don't make it by then, I'll fire you! Colonel, there are 50,000 men on this island that'd like to shoot that son. Almighty Father, we humbly beseech thee, hearken to us as soldiers who call upon thee. If you won't let me kill the enemy, why did you pick me to command? I didn't pick you. I picked you. One of the best field commanders I got, but you don't know when to shut up, George. You're a pain in the neck. Where are you going, General? Berlin! I'm going to personally shoot that paper-hanging son of a... God, I'm proud of these men. I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. All right, now you... You know how I feel. That's all. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. <laughs> okay, hey, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening, and this gentleman is a very, very, uh, I would say he's a very eclectic car collector. He's got an amazing collection of cars. I mean, domestic stuff, uh, foreign stuff, really, really cool stuff, but he is also probably most recognized for being the founder of the Amelia Island Concourse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show this evening my friend Bill Warner. Bill, are you there? Hey, yeah. yeah I was enjoying <laughs> the patent stuff, you know. I- Putting on Amelia is a lot like uh, a mobilization. Uh, I, I spent 30 years in the Air Force Reserve, and it, it, it's, I guess it served me well. <laughs> How about that, man? But you didn't have to deal with uh, Rommel, though, did you? Uh, no, but uh, uh, people very similar to him. <laughs> very similar to him. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on up there in Amelia Island this uh, this uh, year, isn't there? This year has gone crazy, yeah. It's, uh, 
I'm getting calls now from people I haven't heard from before. You know, gee, you know, have any rooms left? You know, there's not any on the island that I know of. Wow. So tell us a little bit about Amelia Island this year. What is the what is the star feature this year? Well, we got a couple. We're doing the 50th anniversary of the Ford GT40, and uh, the 50th anniversary of the Porsche 911, and the 50th anniversary of the Corvette uh, Stingray, which we will have the new 2014 on display. It'll be the first showing at. And they had one at Barrett Jackson. They sold, and then the Detroit Auto Show. So this will be the next showing of the uh, new Stingray, which is a fabulous car. Have you, fabulous. Did you get and a chance? We're going to do. We're, we're going to celebrate the cars of Harry Miller, who built great Indy cars from the 20s and 30s, and uh, uh, the 50th anniversary of Lamborghini. Lamborghini, all right. Yeah, it's a big. Something happened 50 years ago that was big in the car business. I can tell you that. Okay, is that a secret, or you want to go ahead and tell us what that was? No, all those cars, you know, all those iconic cars have oh. been born or designed and or started 50 years ago. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that, because, you know, coming out of the war and then uh, all through the 50s, it was kind of a, an experimental period, and then, like you said, in the early 60s, a lot of stuff hit the drawing board, and then right around 62, 63, 64, just some amazing stuff wound up yeah. on the streets. Yeah. Well, we, we've had a couple of people say, well, you know, Porsche didn't build a 911 until the, the, the 64 model, but the car was introduced at the 63 Frankfurt Auto Show, uh, you know, as a 64 model. You know how that goes. Like mm-hmm. Corvette, the, the new C7 Corvette, which was introduced at the Detroit Auto Show last month, um, actually uh, won't, won't be a 2013. It's a 2014 car. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get a chance to see it real close? Oh, yeah. I, I'd seen it about six months ago. Uh, I got a little advanced peek of it. In fact, I saw one of the prototypes about two years ago, and the prototype I saw doesn't look anything like, like the production car. In fact, the new production car looks better than, than what I saw a couple of years ago. Well, a couple of years ago, um, when um, Mr. Ed Welburn was at your uh, show, because you always have a display for, for General Motors yeah. there, did was, he had a Corvette there. Was that kind of like a, a prototype version of it? Now, the one you're thinking about was the one used in the movie Transformers. Oh, okay. And, and, and the, uh, the one that I saw a couple of years ago looked very, very much like that car. But okay. uh, uh, the new, new car, I think, looks, looks, uh, I think it looks better. It looks more aggressive, and uh, it, you know, it, it looks tight. It looks like it's, it's uh, like a well-fitted suit. I think they've done a good job on that car. You know, some people complain, oh, it doesn't have this like the Ferrari, and it doesn't have this like the Porsche. But, I mean, you talk about a car that's twenty or thirty or $100,000 less. I mean, it's a heck of a value. Well, you know, it's funny because the car, I was out at Scottsdale for Barrett-Jackson when they, uh, and I think Rick Hendricks bought that car, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, you know what? At first, when it rolled up around the corner, I, it kind of caught me by surprise. I thought it was a Ferrari because, like you said, it's, it's lean, it's tight, it's well-configured. It's a good-looking car, and like you said, for the oh, yeah. money, I mean, competing against Ferraris and Lamborghinis and cars in the two, dollars $300,000 range, it's a, it's a heck of a bargain. Oh, it is. I think they've got a home run there, and they'll, they'll sell all they can make. Now, um, you so guys... One ahead. of the other things we're doing at, at Amelia this year are uh, concept Cadillacs, you know, dream cars from the past all the way back to 49, mm-hmm. and, and up through the Cadillac 16, which is, came out about 10 years ago, or showed about 10 years ago. But we've got uh, a couple of cars that have not been seen in 50 years that are going to be in that Cadillac display. Are some of those cars um, part of Joel Bortz's um, collection? No, no. Joe wish he had one of these. One okay. of them is uh, the Cadillac Le Mans. 
Now, General Motors has one that they've shown for years. It's got dual headlights and tail fins. It's been mm-hmm. remodeled. But they made four of them in 53, and uh, one of them burned in a garage fire. The other one is, they don't know if it still exists or not. And then uh, the fourth one uh, I found with a, uh, the collector up in uh, Maryland who, who just never shows the car, and we convinced him to come down and show it at Amelia. Now, how difficult, I mean, what do you use, I mean, I don't know if you can reveal some of the sources, but, you know, because you, you always manage to turn up some amazing cars. Is there still a lot of very, very rare, unusual, but in very nice condition, cars that are still hidden around the country? Uh, I think so. You know, I, and I, I can't think of any in particular right now that you asked me, but, you know, when I start working on a theme, I, I start, you know, working the networks. Mm-hmm to see uh, if anybody remembers it or knows it. And in, in many cases, uh, it's just through happenstance that I find it. Um, you know, Bortz is bringing down the two LaSalle show cars from 1955. They were Motorama cars. Uh-huh. Uh, a Roadster and the unrestored sedan, as he found it in Warhoop's junkyard. So, uh, we, we've got some really, really interesting cars coming. Some, some really, some beautiful Millers. Oh, God, I mean, they, they look like Fabergé eggs. Their detail on them is so beautiful. You're talking about the Miller Indy cars of the yeah. 20s and 30s? Now, doesn't yeah. Ford Hecock, doesn't he have a Miller, an old original Indy car, Miller Indy car? No. Uh, uh, Dan Davis here in Jacksonville has, I think, five Millers now. Oh, really? We're going to have, there's probably total, probably 30 Millers left in the United States, in, 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 excuse me, in the world, probably 30 to 35, and we're going to have 21 of them on the field. Oh, wow. That's an amazing collection of cars that'll show up there. Well, it's kind of like last yeah. year. You had how many Ferrari GTOs did you have? Of Twelve. And how many were left? How many are known to exist? Twelve of 37. Twelve of 37. And so, then one of them sold uh, shortly after the Concorde for $35 million. 30, can you imagine that? That's, that's more money than the GNP of most third world nations. That's, that's, you know, I'm in the appraisal business. When I look at some of these numbers, I don't know what to tell people anymore. I mean, you know, it's just like uh, some of the cars, they just, how do you put a figure on it? In fact, I think I sent you an email because I was um, doing an appraisal on a 57 Eldorado Barretts, supposedly uh-huh. 00001. Yeah, the green one. The green one. How do you put a number on that? You know? Um. You know, it's, you know, well, they made eighteen hundred of those. Right now, uh, to have the first one, yeah, that has some uh, some cachet to having the first one. Right, uh, fifty-seven Eldorados. Depending, they're very expensive cars to restore. Take it from me, because I've done one. Right, uh, you, you have know, the blue the one, right? Plating bill alone is going to probably be twenty thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand um, dollars. A good fifty-seven Eldo convertible is probably. Well, there was a lousy one out at, at Barrett Jackson, which I think I mean it was really rough. It was it was fluffed up to sell, and I think it went for something like one forty or one fifty. But really, really, really good ones. You're talking two hundred and fifty grand to three hundred grand, I think. Well, didn't one sell at Amelia a couple of years ago for three seventy five? Ooh, I don't know. If it was, I wish it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got that beautiful blue one. That's a gorgeous car, yeah. Bahama blue. Yeah. Now, what are some of the when you when you come up with these themes? What uh, how long does it take you to come up with the concept for the theme for the Amelia Island show? I mean, how long in advance do you do that? Do you do that for a year in advance? Or are you two years out, or how do you do two, that? Two years, two years, two years, and 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 uh, a couple of bottles of Guinness. <laughs> oh, bottles of Guinness, okay. Yeah, we we're inspired by that. We we first of all we look at who's celebrating a, a milestone. Okay, 
And then once we decide who's celebrating a milestone, if it's an existing company, we go to their marketing departments and talk to them about how we can uh, help celebrate the milestone that they're going to be uh, hype, you know, hyping next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when we knew the new Corvette was coming, it was it was only natural that we we do a uh, a celebration on the 50th anniversary of the Stingray. It's also the 60th anniversary of of Corvette, and uh, but we're we're focusing just on the Stingray this year, and. Uh, uh, we'll have some surprises in that class. You know, it's, uh, Something else I noticed on the website, too, is that on Saturday now, you're doing a Cars and Coffee event. Cars and Coffee, open to the public, no charge. Okay. And then the new Corvette will be on display there with uh, uh, General Motors is bringing down an example of each of the of the Corvettes, C1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, all done in white. And then the new C7 is, is, is uh, red. And uh, Porsche is going to be bringing some some things out. Lamborghini has pulled out all stops. They're bringing over the Mura uh, Roadster, the only one built. Okay, it was called a ZN75 at one time when it was owned by the zinc industry, and they used it to showcase how you use zinc in cars. And of course, by the time they added all the zinc things on, they wanted to the car weighed six thousand pounds, so it's been returned back to its its you know fighting weight of about three thousand pounds and. It's the only one in the world, and it's coming from Switzerland. Interesting. Okay, now, that was one that was featured, what, at the Geneva Auto Show in 1967? Uh, uh, originally, I think it was rolled out at the Torino Auto Show. Okay. And it's been to the Geneva Show. Um, it, originally, it was a metallic blue, and then it was returned to uh, a metallic green with a gold trim, which was when the zinc industry owned it. Now it's back to its original metallic blue. There are a few clones out there, but this is the real Megilla that we're getting. Interesting. Now, uh, just out of curiosity, you were, a couple weeks ago, or last week, whenever it was, you were at the Retromobile in France. Tell us a little bit about that and how yeah, that comes I'm, into play with Amelia Island. I'm still, I'm still paying the price for that. Some, <laughs> some, uh, some clown uh, 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 ran a seat back on me in the airplane and, and mashed my knees. I've been at Mayo Clinic all week with a left leg that's about the size of a good sequoia. <laughs> And uh, uh, Retromobile is, is, is fun. Um, the Europeans are fanatics on stuff like that. You know, they, they have model cars, they have literature, they have car parts. They, and all the big European manufacturers put on huge uh, exhibits. But, boy, if you don't get it on press day, uh, you, get, you get there on, a, on, on Wednesday when it, when it opens to the public, and you just flat can't negotiate in there. Really? It's that crowded? It really is. It's a, ter- it's a terrific show, and if you're if you're looking for something, uh, particularly if you're a European car, if you're looking for for something, some rare parts or stuff, that's the place to go. Oh, so it's more than just a car show. I mean, what? So it's a, like a swap meet too, and a and memorabilia well, and literature. Not a swap. Well, yeah, it's like uh, you know, everybody sets up booths and they're selling model cars, uh, uh, toys, uh, car parts. You know, if you're looking for taillight lenses for a Hispano Suiza, you'll find you'll probably find it there. Okay, a nice thing the. Uh, the whole thing's inside. It's at the Ponte Versailles, which is like their big um, uh, convention center. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's it's on the uh, the bucket list of anybody who's a car person. Okay. Now this year at uh, Amelia Island, tell us about some of the special guests that are going to be there, and some of the symposiums and the uh, seminars that'll be um, yeah. offered. Well, the special guests, Sir Sterling Moss and Lady Moss, will be be back. Okay. Uh, Dan Gurney and his wife Evie 
Okay. Uh, Dario Franchitti is judging the 911s. He loves Porsches. Okay. Uh, Johnny Rutherford, uh, Hurley Haywood, Brian Redmond, Vic Elford, David Hobbs. Of course, we're honoring Sam Posey. Okay. Uh, and Sam Posey is going to be introduced by Bob Varsha and interviewed by David Hobbs at that night at the, at the Mercedes-Benz Gala dinner. And, uh, oh, who else? What what are the natures of the uh, the the seminars? What are the, what's the topics going to be? Oh, the, the first seminar is one o'clock on Friday afternoon, and that's going to be the design development of the new Corvette. Okay, and we'll have the '59 Corvette show car that Peter Brock designed for Bill Mitchell there, with Pete Brock talking about how how they came about that design. What were the design cues that created the '59 oh, race really? car? And then we'll have a 63 split window coupe, which is to die for. It belongs to Irvin Croes from Pennsylvania, and it's it is an absolutely perfect car. And then the new car. Then uh, at 3 o'clock, we have uh, the Porsche 911 seminar with uh, Peter Schutz, the former president of Porsche, Harm Lagai, the chief designer of Porsche, uh, Alwyn Springer, who ran Porsche's competition department, Hurley Haywood, which is the 40th anniversary of his victory at Daytona, uh, Bobby Rahal, uh, who won the Daytona 24-hour, Vic Elford, who won the first competition in a 911, Jack Atkinson, who headed up the uh, uh, the winning team, uh, he was the crew crew chief at the Daytona 24 40 years ago, and Patrick Long, who's the only American driver on the uh, the Porsche, current Porsche team, and uh, Jeff Zwart, who won the uh, Pikes Peak Hill Climb in a 911. So that, that'll be terrific. And then Saturday morning, it's going to be the seminar presented by Kelly Services on the Ford GT40, and we'll have Dan Gurney, Bob Bondurant, uh, David Hobbs, Brian Redman. Lee Holman from Holman and Moody, and John Horseman, who ran the golf uh, team. Wow, that's some real history there. That's amazing. Uh, it, is, it is really going to be good. I mean, if you really, really, really like cars, I mean, what we try to do at Amelia is you got first-person uh, relations on, on what happened back then. You're not reading about it that some writer interpreted. You're, you're hearing from Dan Gurney how he had to stop on the straightaway at Le Mans and force the Ferrari to pass him because they were trying to goad him into racing them, you know. Uh, stories like that. That's, that's uh, you know, And you hear it from Gurney, you know it's the truth. You know, what's interesting is I talk about your show uh, constantly, all year round, and I tell people, truly, just like you mentioned that the Retromobile is uh, on your bucket list, if you've never been to Amelia Island, Amelia Island should be on your bucket list because it is probably the premier venue on the eastern seaboard. I mean, you have, you have done such a fantastic job putting that event together i and every year that i go i'm just overwhelmed i really do bill it's oh, just a great job thank you it it's not easy i mean it, it it literally wears me out and this year will be my uh my big 7-0 in may and and i'm beginning to see the energy level being sapped you know well I, mean, happy- I started this at i was 51 years old you know i still had Spitting vinegar, as they so say. Spring in my step. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, happy early birthday to you in May. So, uh, what yeah. day? What day's your birthday? Thirtieth. Thirtieth. Five hundred day. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> or it used to be. <laughs> but uh, okay. So that's cool. So now, when you when you get together and you put this, this these events on, what does your team consist of? How many people sit on your little group of uh, brainchilds children here? To come well, up we got with a that. board of directors of eight people. Okay. And on that, we have some people who are really into cars, and then we have uh, a banker who's on our board who looks looks after our financials. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we have two attorneys 
on our board who look after the legal matters. We are a 501c3 charitable endeavor, a charitable corporation. I got five full-time people that work year-round on the show, a director of marketing, an administrative director, uh, an executive director, and the, the liaison lady, uh, Jan Stickles, who takes care of all the entrants. And then we augment that with full-time volunteers in January that come on board. We have about seven of those that come in. Uh, a guy named George Phillips does all our history cards and keeps track of the cars, and, and uh, he checks the provenance on them. Uh, we've got... Uh, 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 Hillary Becker, who takes care of all the, the little things like the reservations for dinner, who sits where, who doesn't talk to who, and you've got to put them on the other side of the room, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so five full-time, then we augment by seven in January, and then the day of the show we'll have 300 volunteers. Wow. Now, how many cars are you going to have on the field this year, and do you have a limit? Uh, we Yeah, we try to shoot for... 275 cars. We're at 280 cars and 21 Ducati motorcycles. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot about the motorcycles. Tell us a little bit about some of those. Well, ever since day one, uh, 18 years ago, we've embraced motorcycles. Our, our mm-hmm. competitor on the West Coast finally discovered motorcycles about five years ago. But we, uh, we think that motorcycles uh, have just as much uh, uh, provenance and uh, uh, excitement as automobiles do. So we've always had a feature of motorcycles this year. Ducati bikes, and we've done, you know, sidecar bikes. We've done uh, uh, you know, utilitarian bikes. We've done Vincent. We, so we, we like to feature motorcycles, too. What is the criteria? If somebody wants to get a car in your event, what's the criteria to do so, to participate? i got to like it. <laughs> <You> got- <laughs> okay, that's, that's a start. Uh, a lot of it deals with the theme. Mm-hmm. For example, with Ford GT40, if you really wanted to have a definitive display of four GT40s, you'd have to have chassis numbers 1074, 1075, and 1076. The Le Mans winner, you know, the, the uh, Sebring winner. The, the, um, and so we've got them all. We've got of the six golf cars that were built, we have five of them at the show. Uh, unfortunately, we won't have the Le Mans winning car that Gurney drove. We'll have a clone of it there, a, a car built in its day, but in that color scheme. Unfortunately, when the car was on its way to Goodwood, it was in a crate, and someone dropped the crate. No way. And bent it. Really? Really. Is that recently? There are a lot of unhappy people around the Henry Ford Museum on that one, I can tell you that. Ooh. You know, I've heard stories, horror stories, about that kind of stuff, because when I used to export cars to Europe in the 80s and 90s, you know, sometimes, you know, and, you know, you could drive them on, roll on, roll off, but in some cases, they used to actually pick them up and drop them on the deck, and there's been stories where they kind of fell out of the sling, so to speak, and went for a swim. Yeah, well, uh, you know, back when Cadillac made the Eldorado Bromes in 59 and 60, those cars were done by Panin Farina, and uh, they dropped one of those. So one year there was 100 of them, and the next year there was 99. <laughs> there's a big argument on when you airship a car over, and generally they fly them. Mm-hmm. You know, they want ex- a least amount of exposure. Uh, whether you, you put it in a crate and put it in a... And, and let it handle it, or you you put it on pallets and shrink wrap it so people can see what it, what it is. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, uh, strong arm guys who do the unloading at the at the docks, you know, they don't know if a crate is full of anvils or crystal. They just move a crate. Mm-hmm. And in, in this particular case, I don't know if it was marked, you know, priceless Ford GT40 Lamar winner or whether it was just just a crate, but. Uh, you know, it's one of those nightmares when you ship cars around that 
some clown is either they either going to break into it, or they're going to steal it, or they're going to harm it. Jeez, that's uh, kind of a scary thought. Now, you actually have, almost on an annual basis, cars from all over the world, true? Yeah, seven different countries this year. Wow. Uh, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, the U.K., um, Canada, Mexico, United States, Channel Islands, that's nine. Wow. Classes. Tell us about some of the classes that you're going to have there on uh, on the lawn on Sunday. Well, you, you, you know me, Robert. I, I love to do goofy classes. Okay, no, that's cool. Off the wall. Like last so year, you had that, that one after that painter. What was that funny little car they did last year? Uh, what was that? The, the artist that did the uh, or the cartoonist, and they did a, it was a play on his car. Oh, that was Cyclops. Cyclops, was, yeah, yeah, that was uh, Stan Mott Cyclops. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did that for fun. What happened was. Uh, a show that will go nameless, two shows. One did the birth of the GTO in order that they did Ferrari GTOs before we did because we're an early show. And then one other show did the soon-to-be 100th anniversary of Aston Martin, which was two years down the road. And I'm sitting going, ah, this is stupid. you know. So we decided to do the 100th anniversary of the, the Pignatelli, which was a fictitious cartoon car done back in the 50s. And we, we celebrated it 46 years early. I mean, if these if these guys want to play that game, man, we can go earlier than anybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, it was a tongue-in-cheek thing we did, kind of poking fun at the other shows that figure they've got to beat us at something. No. Um, this year we're doing a class called What Were They Thinking with some of the goofiest and, and unusual cars you'll ever see. One of them that isn't goofy, it's unusual, is a car called a Mustang Shorty. It was built by Ford Motor Company in 64 as a prototype, and it was a shortened Mustang, uh, a two-seat car to be the size of a, like a Datsun 240Z. And the car was, years ago, in 65, it was stolen by the guy who designed it because he was afraid Ford was going to uh, destroy it, which they probably would have, and he walled it up. Well, the insurance company paid it off, then the car was found, and a friend of mine bought it from the insurance company about 20 years ago, and the first showing of it's going to be Amelia. So, uh, that, that's Mustang, an... you, you can Google Mustang Shorty, and it'll it'll pop up. But uh, I, I couldn't wait till the 50th anniversary of Mustang to show that car. We had we had to get it in this year. So, and one coming from Tampa is the uh, Tiburon that, that Jeff Hacker has restored. A car built in Tampa uh, back uh, in the 50s. They made a half a dozen of them before they went broke. They were little fiberglass sports cars. Well, interesting. Now, um, your website, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your website, and if people want to get tickets and find out more information, yeah. go ahead and plug the website. And is some, are some of those cars on your website? Yeah, they are. Uh, the LaSalle, the Cadillac Le Mans. Um, we'll probably get the, short, the, the shorties on there. We'll probably do the Tiburon this week. You can go to www.amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A, Concor, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S, don't put an E on the end, .org. And uh, uh, all the press releases are there, and you know it's oh, uh, Mercedes Benz is flying over the Prince Heinrich car. It's a 1908 Benz, first time it's going to be shown over here. It was shown at Retromobile, and it's coming to the United first visit to the United States. It it is considered by many to have been the first sports car. Does it look like an SSK or something like that? Or what's no, it well, it's got a long hood. It's a four passenger. Okay. With a very, very tight cockpit and a very aerodynamic, aerodynamic nose. Hmm. 
That sounds like an interesting. And that'll be there. Is that? Uh, is there a lot of publicity on that, or is that something just uh, last minute? Uh, we we just found out we were going to get it two weeks ago, so the release is has, is going out on that probably tomorrow. Okay. Now, also, there's the auction. The RM auction is going to be there. How many cars are they planning yep. on uh, doing? They usually run about eighty five cars. They they uh, they they've got some pretty good ones in their their okay. lineup. Okay. They got a Duesenberg, uh, uh, I think Murphy Roadster, which you know probably should be a two three million dollar car. Wow! Now, how many judges do you have um, that work there um, on Sunday? As far as you know, because I know there's a if you got two hundred eighty close to three hundred cars, how many judges does that require? And how uh, many judges? If you per- ask my staff, I have too many. I've got one hundred judges. One hundred judges. Yeah. Now, how's it? Ju- I, I break them up in teams of three. Okay. So there's uh, thirty two classes. So uh, a couple of teams do two classes where we have a four or five car class, and uh, they've got to get their job done in two hours. Two hours? Hour. No yeah. kidding. Now, how does the judges? How do you break it? So if you've got three guys, what are the? How does their job description broken down? Generally, I'll take uh, like a designer, mm-hmm. and then I'll have an expert on that particular mark. For example, I got Gary Bobolev coming over to judge the. Uh, Lamborghinis, and he's restored a number of them and knows them inside out. So I have one technical guy, okay. one designer who understands the, the the design architecture of the car and how important it is. And in many cases, I'll have a, a race driver like David Hobbs. So I mix them up into a team of three. You got the one guy that tells them, "Okay, this is right and this is wrong." We get the other guy who says, "You know, this this is really a fine design." And then you get the third guy who is a Who's the race car driver? Who is there to be a pretty, pretty face? And, and in some cases, like with the four GT40s, Hobbs and Redmond race those cars at Le Mans, Daytona, and they probably know more about them than the guys who own them. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Now, what about 911? How many car- 911s are going to be there? Because you're a big Porsche uh, guy. I'm a Porsche 24. guy. We got 12 race cars and 12 street cars. Okay. What's the earliest? And that's a that's a tough one because when you announce you're going to do nine elevens, everybody in the world has the rarest one. You know, one of only six hundred made in Corinthian blue with a tissue dispenser or something. You know, so you you've <laughs> got to say, you know, I know you're proud of your car, but we really are looking for the one of ones. So uh, I don't know if you knew it, but the nine eleven was not called a nine eleven originally. It was nine oh one. It was a nine oh one. That's right. And, and then they had got it... sued by Peugeot. Right. Because Peugeot had registered all the three-digit numbers for cars with a zero in the middle. You know, I was going to ask. Uh, me, I see Peter Schutz was on the show a couple of years ago, but I was, but he didn't know. But I was going to ask one of the other. I'd have to ask an old-time Porsche guy. You might even know. But all the early nine eleven parts actually are nine oh one. You know, they, the prefix number is nine oh one. So yeah, I've got seventy one nine eleven. I've owned since seventy one, and some of the parts on that car are nine oh one. In fact, I think the VIN number starts nine oh one. So how did they get away with that? Port and Peugeot didn't make a big stink about that. Well, it wasn't a model number. Oh, it's a part number. Okay. Yeah. And, and how they got away with it? Someone said, "Well, they built the 904 Porsche before they built the 911." Well, evidently Peugeot felt, "Well, that was a race car. That wasn't a street car." But they were going to draw the line at the at the 911. I gotcha. So now the not what's the earliest 911 that's going to be there? Uh, it, we got a 901. We got two 901s really. Uh, Don Maluzio's from Pennsylvania is, I think, the seventeenth car built. Wow, super! And and we've got we've got one prototype that was a test car, uh, and and we've got another nine hundred one that's coming out of Germany that has just been completed. I generally don't like to duplicate cars, but in this case, I did on this one. Okay, now was there was a very very early 
9-11 or 9-01 prototype that had looked like a Carmen roof car. Does that car still exist? Is that going to be there? Yeah, yeah. That's called a T7. Okay. And we're supposed to be getting that, uh, but but we don't know yet. You know, Porsche's trying to decide it was that Retromobile. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that is really the first running version of, of what the 911 was going to be. Like you said, the roof line was, was squared off. It had uh, quarter windows instead of being teardrop shaped where it had sharp edges to it. Um, but the T7, hopefully we'll have that car here. If we do, that'll be the earliest of, of any of them. You also have, too, a number of vendors there that sell uh, automobilia. And so tell us a little bit about those, too. Oh, yeah. Well, you got uh, uh, literature, books, models, uh, a little bit of everything. I know Eddie will be there. He'll be selling some of his uh, collectible stuff because he gets all yeah. that stuff from the race car drivers and helmets. and. Yeah, I figure suits. when I reach room temperature, my wife could make a nice living selling the junk I've collected. <laughs> Do you have a big stash of stuff? Matter of fact, somebody was just telling me the other day that your 911 is... Now, that's the one that you actually drove in the Cannonball Run, correct? Yeah, it was a cover car on Car and Driver magazine. Yep, sure is. Okay, now supposedly that car over the years has somehow acquired some very interesting parts on it. Tell us a little bit about well, that. we got a minute or two. When, you know, back when Peter Gregg was racing 911s, one year he went over to BMW. So I used to drop by the race shop, and, and you know, when, when they were finished with the 911 and going to the BMW, they had some special offset wheels. They made a wheel that would fit under the standard fender, but you could put a bigger tire on it. And the reason why they did that was they couldn't flare the fender, so they, they built some special rims. So I've got what they call 911R rims and the... Uh, the aluminum uh, and fiberglass deck lid off the Carrera. And uh, back in the in 71, they used what they called Delrin, which was like a, a heavy-duty plastic for the clutch connector. And, of course, those broke with regularity, but the race cars all had metal ones. So little pieces kind of drifted my way. Okay. And your car has a name, too, doesn't it? Well, it has a license, Florida license plate, Shazam. Shazam? Okay. Well, I thought it was nicknamed Captain Marvel or something. Or where did no, Captain... I, I, I am Captain Marvel. Oh, you are Captain Marvel. Huh? <laughs> when, I was in the, when I was in the Air Force and a captain, I bought the car. And then somehow or other, I picked up the nickname Captain Marvel. So I said, well, why don't I get the license plate Shazam? Okay, there you go. Shazam was what uh, Billy Batson, the newspaper boy, said to turn into Captain Marvel. Okay, that's right. That's right. Now, are you going to have your car there on display? I hope so. It's been at Brumos getting uh, sorted out. You know, I don't know if your public knows it, but this modern-day gasoline with the ethanol is terrible on old cars. It eats up fuel lines and diaphragms and fuel pumps. And uh, uh, I heard of a 911 bursting into flames recently, so when I got mine out and started up after about an eight-month uh, rest, it, it was puking fuel everywhere. So. That's, that's not a good thing. Well, anyway, hey, Bill, we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you at Amelia Island. I want to thank my special guest, Bill Warner from Amelia Island. Check out the website. Make sure you put that in your bucket list. One of these days, I'll probably be able to talk him into some giveaway tickets for the radio show here. But uh, anyway, everybody else, I want you to stay safe, drive careful, love your family, and uh, tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll see you at some of the swap beats.